Welcome to the Disreputable Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm the co-host with Dean Curry. We're so excited that you're tuning in. We have so many things planned. You're in for a special treat. Over the next few episodes, you're going to hear different things about life, leadership, but you can count on this. It's probably going to be disreputable. So if for whatever reason you've already arrived, or people like you just as you are, maybe this isn't for you. But if you found yourself at some point with a disreputable reputation, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening. Well, here we are, episode 10 of our Disreputable Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Brandon, and I'm here with Dean Curry. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm excited because we've got a great guest here today. Yes. My friend, Teresa. And thanks for being with us, Teresa. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Teresa. You you have uh, your own counseling? Yeah. Business? Yep. I have a little practice in Puyallup, and actually it's going to start in June in Gig Harbor also. Oh, nice. Yeah, second location. Expansion. Yeah. And the name of it is what? Picket Fence Therapy. And if people want to find Picket Fence Therapy, before we get into our conversation, Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to find you. Oh, sure. So it's just um, www.picketfencetherapy.com. Awesome. Yeah. And we want to say thank you to BD Local again. Yeah. Absolutely, they have been a tremendous partner. This is—it's crazy. Episode ten, so ten episodes, and their studio is expanding and growing, and we're just glad to partner and with they them. They have their own app, yeah. That people because they have lots of different programs. Right? Yeah, being the better local, and then it's Tim and Sadie Marlowe. So I'm sure people could follow them on Facebook and find out a little bit more about all the stuff that they do. Yeah. So Teresa, yes, uh, thanks for helping. Oh no you, problem. You're a professional helper. Yeah. <laughs> But this is our disreputable podcast, and we talk mm-hmm. to leaders mm-hmm. and in lots of different fields, in, in, in the, the Jesus work, in business. We had a prominent drug dealer on a couple of episodes yeah. ago. Uh-huh. So yeah. people that have succeeded at good stuff and bad stuff. Right. <laughs> by far our best episode, by the <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> Until this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. But I, I wanted to talk to you about how people get out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Our la- in our last episode, we had our friend Shannon Cap here. Mm-hmm. And two or three times, we, we came back to this idea of getting help. Right. Because we're not good at it. Right. We're not good right. at asking for help. We're not good at even finding some, the right people to ask. I think sometimes we reach out. I'll put air quotes here. They can't see me, but <laughs> right. we reach out for help. But it's uh-huh. really to buddies that can't. They got the same problem we do, or right? Exactly. Toxic people that just pull us into the wrong behaviors. Exactly. Where does one start when one needs to find help? Well, I think um, seeking wise counsel is important. So if you are needing support for something that you've never been through before. Um, looking for people who will be a good resource for that. So um, I know a lot of people, when they're looking for counselors, especially they just Google <laughs> counselors right. in their area, right. and whoever pops up is kind of who um, who they call, or if their insurance gives them a list of people. But mm. um, I think... I think talking to people that you trust and that you know have an influence, a positive influence. Maybe people who have gone through the same thing. Exactly, exactly. Or are winning at something that other people are losing at. Yes, yes. So it's kind of like that surround yourself with um, people who are doing 
the thing that you want to be doing, yeah. right? So if you want to um, be a bodybuilder, you're not going to be meeting people at fast food restaurants right. to teach you. That's for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it. I'm you. still trying to lay down the fast food thing, though, okay? Are you? Yeah. It doesn't look like you look good. Oh, thanks, man. I want you to tell everybody how much you're deadlifting now. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. I thought you told me. Yeah. No, the other day he told me he, he yeah. that was no, his proudest moment. It was my I, proudest. I, got, I benched 325 the other day, okay. which I haven't benched near that since college. All I'm right. 35, man. So now I'm feeling good. There. Yeah. <laughs> So the bodybuilding thing resonates with me. Thank you very <laughs> oh, you're much. You're welcome. Just the McDonald's is hard to let go of, okay? <laughs> right. It's been an addiction for 33 years. So, But people do really, <laughs> I guess it's that old saying about it's a form of insanity mm-hmm. to keep doing the same things and expecting different results. Right. So if you want to be a bodybuilder, sure. but you're going into places that have the complete opposite effect. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, I think just seeking out the work that I do is, um, I, I work with women who are experiencing postpartum depression and anxiety, Mm. and then also, um, infertility and infant loss. So pregnancy losses. Um, and so I think one of the problems with people trying to find support with that kind of, um, need is that nobody talks about it either. So there might be a, a huge wealth of resources around people, but nobody's talking about it. So it's kind of this scary thing to share and then right. you don't know. And I think that probably applies to a lot of different things in our lives mm-hmm. that um, we really just need to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. This is part of the reason why I wanted you here because I just went through a tremendous loss uh, a year ago. Mm-hmm. A professional loss right. is a loss of reputation, loss of friends, uh, dislocation and mm-hmm. it, it's a i've said to brandon and lots of other people it's like having a child die mm-hmm. you have this entity that you're responsible for and and these other things and then all of us overnight it's it's gone mm-hmm. and and f- i feel blessed because i have so many great friends and uh supportive people that kind of help me through it you know there's lots of sadness right right uh, wh- where does one start? If you're sitting with someone who's lost a child mm-hmm. or lost something that meant something to them, like a child, <laughs> right. like it was like a, right. you know, right. when you have something that's a great responsibility to you, mm-hmm. a business or a ministry or something, where does one, when you're sitting across from them, what are you wanting from them to start that journey? I just want them to be real and just to let me be there with them in the pain, to be 100% honest. I think um, a lot of times people are come to get help or support feeling like they have to have some kind of responsibility in making sure that I'm okay. But that I don't need the at all. The people are t- trying to make sure the counselor gets yes, it. or is that they're not hurt or offended or ah, uncomfortable. Um, but I've heard so many different things, and I've sat with so many different kinds of pain that um, I really just feel like what I want from them is, you know, and, and from a spiritual place, like to let me sit with them with the Holy Spirit, you know, and just know that I can handle it. I can hold their pain and it's going to be okay. So, so that, so they start giving you this brutal honesty. Yeah. And what's, what's step two. Once I start laying out to you, this is, this is how I feel. And Mm -hmm. not all those feelings are valid, right? Right. Some of it, some of it's just rage or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I I think it kind of goes into like, we say that sadness, um, is maybe like a blanket emotion too. So I think there are a lot of different things that play into that. So, 
um, you know, losing, whether it's an, an infant loss, um, infertility, or, you know, even my new moms who are, are experiencing the motherhood that they weren't expecting, or for someone like you and me, I've had a significant loss in the last year too. Um, I think that it's really um, about having these expectations for the future of something. And so the minute you find out you're pregnant or the minute that you find out that you can't have a baby or the minute that you lose a position that you really um, felt was your calling, that you had all of these expectations for the years to come. And um, you saw yourself there. You saw your child. You saw um, what your life was going to be like. And so I think um, the second step would just be kindness. I think um, a lot of times we throw guilt or blame in there and that kind of like shows itself as sadness, um, or anger. And so it's really about being kind. And so that's after I kind of get that relationship with my clients established, um, where they feel like it's a safe place, then I can work on that with them to be kind to themselves. In uh, Jesus circles, I think we'd call this grace, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were saying the other day. It's just so lacking. We hear yeah. people's stories, but we we assign, oh, like, you caused that. or mm-hmm. Right. Somebody said to me one time, it's like <laughs> when, you, when you come upon a car accident, you don't, you don't kind of walk up to the wreckage and say, whose fault is this? Right. Mm-hmm. You pull people out of the car. Yeah. Right. Right. How yeah. are you? Are you okay? Right. You don't start the lecture for have you been drinking. Right. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. not the time. No. Yeah. I was thinking about when people come to your practice too. I feel like they might come with preconceived expectations that healing isn't a process. It just should happen overnight, you know? Definitely. We, we live yeah. in that day and age where it's like I have a headache, ibuprofen. Yeah. I have immediate back pain, give me something that, mm-hmm. and, and I and I want it to immediately go away. Right. right. But that just kind of puts you know, it kind of blankets it, I guess, to use you right. know that that term again. It kind of blankets it, but it doesn't really deal with it. Mm-hmm. Do you find that it takes your it takes a while to really get to the maybe a lack of better terms is the root of like situations, or are people one hundred percent okay with talking about it? They just don't understand the process of healing and restoration and think it's a little bit of both. I think it just depends on the person too. Um, some people actually have had kind of a flood of people who um, have never been in counseling before. And so they kind of sit down and say, I don't even know what I'm supposed what to, to talk do. about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What do I say? So, and I just tell them that that's my job to kind of walk with you and, and guide you along this journey. Yeah. And um, I really feel lucky that people do allow me to come and be part of their story. Um, but I I do, sorry, I got off on a tangent, no, no, no. but, um, but yeah, I think it kind of depends on the person. It depends on how fast they can make that connection and feel safe. Some clients definitely are a little bit more guarded, but I, I do feel like, um, just making it easy is important and being able to let them know that, um, that I don't understand their situation because I'm not in it, right. but I can sit with them and be there. And, um, I think also that, um, that it just depends, like I said, so some people will have 
an easy time with that. And then we talk and grieve together and process and move forward. And um, a majority of people, once they get, it's kind of like that Tylenol or ibuprofen example that you said. Like, Mm -hmm. if you think that you can do it on your own, it's going to take a lot longer. And so in a way, them that instant fix would be coming to counseling, would be getting support. It doesn't have to be from necessarily a professional counselor, but somebody who they trust and feel heard mm-hmm. by, um, that they would have a quicker, and we call it recovery. So, um, you know, especially in the postpartum world or perinatal world, we mm-hmm. call it recovery because um, there's healing and there's grief and there's processing and then there's moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, Is that the sequence? Healing, grief. Uh, I think it would probably be grief first because right, I think course, a lot yeah. of people don't know that they're grieving. Yeah. To be honest, they're, they 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 ass, they assign a different name to it. They're mad or they're disappointed or they're confused. confused. They don't even know. I think a lot of times people don't even know that they're grieving something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that I mean, I don't tell them that they are, but that's right. my job to kind of walk that path with them to help them understand that that's maybe really what it is. One right. of the reasons, I th- I'm sure a lot of your clients are going to listen to this. Just I hope so. They, they love <laughs> you. And, and we, we call this a disreputable podcast because uh-huh. I think a lot of people walk around with that feeling like sure. I can't people, what are people thinking? And, and I, yes. I, I picture that mothers, mm-hmm. people who have lost children, they feel a shame or like I uh, something is wrong. I'm something's wrong with me. Right. Uh, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe God's mad at me. I mean, mm-hmm. are all these things mm-hmm. happening going yes. through their brain? Everything, all of those things. I think and more. I think um, blame, guilt, shame, yeah. um, isolation, and, embarrassment. And are they picturing that other mothers are judging them or other oh, yeah. people? Yeah. 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 And um, are they? I, I know that sounds <laughs> funny. But do we, are women like that? Would 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 other women look at a woman that's lost a child and think negative things about them? Or? I I don't think so. I think that what what I try and advocate is that people just talk about it because I think sometimes we have um, as society this expectation that if um, the loss maybe of a pregnancy that somebody made then they lifted something too heavy. I think mm-hmm. is a good example. Like a lot of women that I work with are feel like they did something mm-hmm. that cr- caused that this caused and it. people In would have head, said they went back and that's kind of the first have. thing that people ask what happened mm-hmm. and so then it has to have a reason and and I think that 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 can lead into a lot of different kinds of blaming yeah, or guilt blaming or yourself yeah gosh, yeah why did I do that? yeah and um that's where the kindness piece comes in that there has to be grace for for yourself and uh, talk about overcoming shame. Hmm. How do people walk out the door when they feel like, God, I blew up I, this. I blew this marriage up. Mm-hmm. I, I blew this this relationship with my son. I I lost this job. How do people? How should people? I know how people do. They go drinking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they A come. lot of <laughs> poor choices. Right. Happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad choices. They. They solve one marriage by jumping into another right away mm-hmm. or something but how should we what's a better path what's a healthier path i don't like to use the word should and the only reason is because it's implying that there's this one kind of way okay, you know good. I'm yeah glad you so, correct me on it. so what um what people i encourage people to do is again just 
to be kind to themselves and to kind of see and explore what is the reason why they do certain things too. So, um, so shame is kind of a natural thing that we learn from a really, really young age. You know, um, you spill the milk and you feel bad because because somebody yelled at you. Exactly. Said starving children yeah. needed that milk or right. something. Right. So now you feel bad. You feel ashamed. Um, but I, I really think that it comes with um, loving ourselves that we can really recover from those mm. those feelings that there's a process, there's healing, there can be recovery, there can, can there, be But there, can repair. there really be recovery? Let's say you're going through a divorce and you, well, I, you, I am, you yeah. had this, right? <laughs> so this is personal. Yeah, you, uh-huh. Uh, but 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 you and half the people that are married, yeah. right, mm-hmm. have gone through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there life after something like that? Mm-hmm. And or is there life after losing a child? Do you ever get your smile back? That is something that takes a lot of times several sessions to talk about because there's that guilt to you about feeling okay, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I always tell people that there's going, your healing doesn't mean forgetting and recovery doesn't mean that you don't have that chapter in your story. It just means that that is a piece of your heart that's going to be there. So whether it's a separation, whether it's an infant loss, whether it's infertility, that you always carry with you and by healing and recovering and um, letting go of that shame and guilt, you're not saying that even if it was a, a um, a mistake or something that you right. did on purpose that um, that there isn't that you're going to forget about that. It's going to be there, but it's about loving yourself and mm-hmm. and um, giving yourself grace because. Mm-hmm. And can it can it make you can it make you stronger in the end when you come through something like that? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you've it's, seen it. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Um, I've seen. Um, oh, like really awful stories of losses and um, the recovery and um, grace that people show themselves just helping other people in their journey and with their story. And I, I have a hard time when people say, you know, everything happens for a reason, especially with infant loss. I think that's a really triggering thing for people um, and, and infertility and miscarriages that, um, a lot of times in that time, it doesn't feel like there is a meaning for it. Um, and so a lot of times it's about experience, just experiencing that journey and um, watching for the people that get put in your path and watching for the opportunities that, like I keep talking about, talking about things that aren't perfect. Right. Actually, that's why I named my practice Picket Fence. Hmm. Because, oh, yeah, because I think everybody um, has this expectation that, Life is perfect. It should Mm. be perfect from the outside. It should look great. You know, you're driving down the street with the trees on the side and all of the little white picket fences, but you don't really know what happens behind those doors. And everybody has their own struggles and losses and, um, and shame and guilt. Like there are a lot of things that are happening, happening behind that. And it's okay that we're not perfect. So Mm. I think it's beautifully said. Yeah. Beautifully said. The other day I was listening to a, I guess it was a, uh, podcast or a talk, and I want to ask you if you agree with this, especially in the in the counseling world. Okay. Uh, they said, "Fake it till n- fake it till you become it." So the whole until you make it, right? The whole yeah. idea was fake it till you make it. And right. they said instead of saying fake it till you make it, it's assuming that that was a destination. You know, mm-hmm. fake it till you become it. 
And so when I hear you say like people um, smiling through pain or, um, you know, people wake up in the morning knowing life is whatever, but they, you know, put it up, put, put the look on their face and, and smile and work through it. Do you, do you, would you encourage someone to, to do that? Or would you say, no, 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 like, don't fake it. Just let, just sit in it for, that's a that's a tricky. I'm not going to make someone mad by telling like it's not someone that you oh, no, know no, no, that no, said no, that. No, okay, no, no. You know, everybody's no 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 no. Everybody's got opinions from some not, some area. Gonna, you know, nobody's okay. going to bust through okay. the door. Okay. Okay. I think, and what I encourage a lot of my clients to do is just sit with it. And um, and when I say sit with it, just experience that emotion because if we try and push it down and we put that smile on our face and we have that white picket fence in front of our house and our lawn is mowed and it looks beautiful Mm -hmm. no one's gonna know how to help you and Mm -hmm. I think that um, especially with the work that I do it's really important that we start to talk about things that are uncomfortable Um, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a certain point where after you've experienced that feeling and you've kind of identified what those emotions are. So you've identified what, um, the sadness is, and then you've kind of worked through some of that and healed, then it's time to start moving forward and, um, giving yourself grace. And I really encourage my clients, like, don't just, if routine is important. So if you feel like staying in bed all day, stay in bed until, you know, Give yourself a time till 10 and mm-hmm. then get up and take a shower and it, mm-hmm. just count that as a win, right? Yeah. But um, I think that we have to start moving forward at one point, but it's not about lying to ourselves either because right. we, you can never lie to yourself. Yeah. You always have to it's find hard, a truth. Yeah, it's hard to mm-hmm. get to a truthful place from a from a dishonest one. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. You have and to start with what's real. Right, and there are a lot of lies that you can start to believe when yeah. you're going through something hard. Yeah, because as a survival mechanism, or how do you get that? I think it just um, that that vulnerability that people have when they're in a place of transition or loss or trauma. It just is easy to buy into that. In closing, uh, Teresa, I want you to just speak directly to the people that are listening here. Yeah, and what do you want to say to somebody who's hurting? Who's in the middle of some shame, lost, they lost a child, lost a job, lost a marriage, lost friendship, lost a dream even. I mean, it doesn't even have to be real. It was mm-hmm. something they thought they were going to get, but now it's not mm-hmm. obviously not going to happen. Uh, they're disreputable, whatever. Mm-hmm. Speak to that person for a minute. What do you want them to know today? That they're not alone, that there are people going through similar stories and that there are people who are thinking of those those individuals. There are people who have come through that darkness to the light, and um, and you can find them, but it means you're going to have to talk about it. And sometimes we have to talk about the uncomfortable things to get the help that we need. Yeah. And um, just knowing that the brokenness that you feel is the other side of that is going to be equally as joyful. Yeah, it is. They're going to get there. Yeah. And I hope that uh, people that are going through that look you up. Picket Fence. Yeah. Therapy. Therapy Mm -hmm. in Puyallup and Gig Harbor. It's Teresa Eldritch Abel. Abel. 
Yes, it is. And they need to find you because you, you've helped a lot of people. and You've been right. a blessing to me. Yeah, thank you. Thank friend. you. Thank you. Can I just also say one thing? Please. So we're doing a, um, a Climb Out of the Darkness walk for postpartum awareness okay. coming up at the end of the month. And they can um, anybody can look up more information. How would they find that? They can find that at my on my website. Okay. I'll have that information. And then um, postpartum.net has information about climbs all over the United States and the world. Wonderful. So, yeah. And you and I in the past have partnered on yes. uh, memorials yes. for people who have lost children. Yes. And we're planning one in the future. So. Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm really excited to be able to offer well, that to families. thank you for partnering with us. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to our Disreputable Podcast. Thank you, Teresa. And uh, thank you for listening. Share, share, share. We'll see you next time on episode 11.